0: So good morning and welcome to this week's episode of the New PL to the Point. I'm Paul, host of the New PNL to the Point, and I'm very grateful you've taken the time to join us today. In this week's episode of the New PL to the Point, we're going to be discussing an abridged version of a keynote presentation I gave earlier this week to the IPIA, the Independent Printing Industries Association here in the UK. And we discussed why creativity and business needs a rebrand. And Fundamentally, I think creativity and creative thinking in business has a reputation issue. It's seen as a business critical asset, but is also ambiguous as a concept in a broader business context, and as a result is so often confined to the marketing or the design departments within a business. And this is a big topic, so 10 or 15 minutes today won't do it justice, but I do hope it gives you a a bit of an insight into starting to think differently about how creativity could and should be defined and critically utilized in a business. Because we believe creative thinking should be at the heart of a business's culture and at the heart of its strategic decision-making process. So it is used and seen as a credible and an essential component of a company's innovation, performance and commercial success. And it's a view held by a majority of business owners, executives, and leaders. If you type in creativity and business into Google, you'll find a plethora of reports. And many of them will talk about creativity or creative thinking as a number one business asset requirement, or a number two, or a number three. And they'll all talk about the importance of creativity in a business context and how critical it is for the future of their success, to gain competitive advantage, to drive innovation and so on. But if it's so desired, why is it when we go into businesses or we're in businesses and we look across that organization that it's so often not found or at least not evident? The reason is that creativity and creative thinking in business is just far too often confined, as I said earlier, to the marketing department Undefined as a concept, people can't really get a handle on what constitutes creative thinking or it's misaligned. The way it's used and the way it's thought about is misaligned with the commercial ambitions of the business. So far too many executives and leaders and owners and management teams and employees just think creative thinking is too ambiguous. It's initiatives that seem to go nowhere, brainstorms that never get acted on concepts that never seem to have any tangible value or novelty value at best. And to be frank, often ideas that seem to create more problems than they solve in the minds of management. All of that leads to a creative ambiguity. And that creative ambiguity leads to distrust of creativity and creative thinking as a critical business asset. And all of that is usually summed up with a sentence from the MD or the CEO or the management team or other employees that go somewhere along the lines of creativity is for that lot over there in marketing. So creativity and creative thinking and business needs a rebrand because it's needed but often not wanted and it's essential for the success of the business but the role it can play in that success is not easily understood in a wider business context but it doesn't need to be ambiguous or perceived as flaky or directionless. It's so critical in business, especially now where new thinking as we come out of the pandemic is perhaps needed more than ever. So to turn creative thinking in business from ambiguous to an asset, we need to get it out of the design and marketing departments and into every artery of the business. Because ultimately creative thinking at the heart of your business could be your greatest USP greatest unique selling point point. and if you're wondering how that could be or how that might be it's because no other business anywhere has your management has your employees and your heritage there is a unique combination of lived experiences perspectives creativity opinions and viewpoints that exist within your business and that unique combination can join dots in unique ways and come up with new creative solutions and new creative ideas and new creative opportunities that no other business can because no other business has that unique combination of people, lived experiences and heritage. And that can offer you benefits in all sorts of ways. Product development, finding new customers, serving existing customers better, creating operational efficiencies, cross-selling products, exploring new markets, developing new partnerships, expanding the business. All of these things and many more challenges and opportunities in business need dots joined in new ways, and you and your business have a unique opportunity to deliver on that. And it's worth remembering at this point also that every business started with a creative idea, with creative thinking. Everyone started a business to do things a little differently, to solve a problem in a new way, to create a new solution, to, to aspire to change an industry in a small or big way. No one, or at least I hope no one, ever said, I've got no idea, so what I'll do is I'll start a business. But then somewhere along the way, creativity is smothered and compartmentalized. So a business starts with creativity, And then that creativity kind of ends up in iteration, which is a pale shade of what it could be. And why is this? I think it's for three main reasons. People are unsure how to enable creativity across the business. Sometimes we're unsure why it needs to be enabled across the business. And sometimes we don't know exactly what it is that needs to be enabled across the business. So what do we need to do to rebrand and reengage creativity in our businesses? In my mind, we have two components that we need to have acknowledged, three characteristics embraced, and four myths busted. So for creativity to flourish, we need two core components. We need a cultural environment that is conducive to the free flow of ideas, and we need a robust process, a framework to capture, curate, test, revisit and deliver those ideas. So those two core components are the freedom, a cultural environment and a framework, a process. Because there's a fundamental misconception in business that creativity only works when it's free to dream, so to speak, and that is needed initially for sure. But then you also need a robust process to capture and deliver on it and revisit those ideas to ensure that we can deliver on it, bring it to fruition, make that idea a success. Then there are three characteristics we need. First, we need to reset the expectation of creative thinking in the business, predominantly amongst leadership and management. We need to understand what it is. We need to understand how the creative process works, how it is delivered and what it needs, what resource and commitment and time it needs to be delivered within the business. Because often the greatest enemy of creativity is misaligned expectation at the outset about what's going to be delivered, how dramatically transformational it's going to be, and how quick that transformation is going to be. Because again, another misconception in business is that if an idea is strong enough, it'll somehow deliver itself. But I use another example in many of the workshops I give. Concrete is strong, but it doesn't mix itself. It needs us to help it mix to form a great foundation. And creativity is the same. The second characteristic we need is responsibility, and we need to have that assigned to someone within the business. Many businesses now appoint chief ideas officers, and I know that's not practical for many businesses, but there may be someone in the business already that can have this assignment, who is responsible for the curation, the revisiting, and the driving of these ideas, who acts as a central pivot point, as a reference point to ensure that the idea is delivered on, that we revisit them over time. And then we need a commitment that is absolutely essential. We need essential commitment to the creative thinking process. Because creativity doesn't always bear fruit tomorrow, but it absolutely will if there is commitment to it. The more we deliver creativity in a commercial context, the stronger creative thinking will be in a commercial context. And then we need four myths busted. And the first is ideas don't come perfectly formed. Ideas arrive ugly. They arrive in terrible shape sometimes. They need to be molded, they need to be shaped, but you've got the genesis of an idea. And there's too many perceptions in business around ideas that should land and they should land the way they need to be delivered. Ideas are a lump of clay that need to be shaped. And then in line with that, really, very rarely, are ideas brought to life without collaboration and reshaping from a group of people with diverse lived experiences and perceptions and opinions, someone, may come up with the initial idea, but it is the creative shaping of that idea that brings them to life. And then the third myth that needs to be busted is that there is some sort of creative gene for creative thinking. But we're not trying to be Picasso or Rembrandt or constable in business. Everyone has a creative contribution to make in a business context, because everyone has a view about how something could be done better, how something could be produced more efficiently, or how an iteration or a change or a tweak or an evolution to a product could make it more engaging for the customer. And then the fourth myth that needs to be busted, and this is the absolutely most critical myth, I believe, and that is if an idea is not right for right now, it's not right at all. And this is, as I say, one of the worst myths, because creativity is everything when it comes to creative concepts and ideas. We need to curate those ideas, and that's where the responsibility assigned comes in that person who has the responsibility of curating those ideas and revisiting them because we need to revisit ideas when new opportunities arise when new people have new perspectives on them when the market changes when all sorts of things change the context through which or the lens through which we first viewed that idea six months 12 months two years ago ideas have a moment in time and we need to breathe life into them at that moment in time and in order to do that, we need to come back and revisit them with fresh eyes and fresh perspectives. Because as I say in my workshops, we need to be fair to the idea. We need to allow it to flourish in its own time, and the only way we can do that is to continually revisit. Because sometimes ideas take time, a lot of time to come to life, because they are waiting for the world to catch up to them. And the new PNL is a great example of that. I came up with the new PNL concept many years ago. But it didn't have a vehicle to get it to market at that point. But I kept it, I kept re-looking at it, revisiting it. And finally, the idea of a podcast and the new PNL came together about 18 months ago. But if I hadn't kept that idea at the forefront of my mind and kept revisiting it with many other ideas, then I wouldn't have been able to deliver on that and I wouldn't be speaking to you today. And then finally, at the new PNL, we have a core methodology that we've developed. And it's called the Mantra Principle, and it's an acronym six key core components we believe businesses need to instigate, implement, embed to create a more principled and purpose-led business. And the third letter of that acronym is N, and N stands for Nation of Creatives, because I firmly believe within every business there is a nation of creatives. Employees who will have thoughtful, creative, innovative ideas for your businesses, strategic, operational, commercial, and logistical arteries. And they're just waiting for the opportunity, for the permission, the chance to demonstrate their creativity and the creative solutions. And it would be absolutely mad, commercially mad, not to tap into their abilities and tap into their perspectives. But in order to do that, leaders and management teams need to redefine what we think creativity is in business. We need to redefine and rethink how we apply creative thinking in business. And then we need to offer the freedom and deliver the framework creativity needs to flourish. So creativity needs a rebrand in business. But more importantly, we need to change our perspectives on how we view creativity and creative thinking in business. We don't need to look outside the business for new products, new solutions, new services, new ways of building the business. So many thoughts and solutions and opportunities exist within your management team, within your employees. If you just open up the opportunity for creativity to flourish and give it the framework it needs to survive. Thank you so much for listening to the new PL to the point today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, please take a moment to rate us or review us. Or if you'd like to get in touch about any of the Creative Thinking for Leaders workshops we deliver, or any of the other broader creativity and leadership workshops we also deliver, please just go to principlesandleadership.com or you can email me directly at paul@principlesandleadership.com. At Have a great Friday, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week.